Peace, family, and thank you for tuning in to Understanding the Nursing Game podcast. Many people are looking for financial help while in college. I would love to present the Thelma Lee McKenzie Nursing Scholarship. It was designed for nursing students at the University of South Alabama. You must have a 3.0 GPA and have graduated from a high school within Washington or Clark County in the state of Alabama. If anybody have any more questions about this scholarship, please call Rebecca Baker at Here we go again. We got another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game with Mr. Uh, Barry Coleman. Miss Shawana, she got to pay bills, so she got to go to work today. So I'll be doing it all by my lungs. So it's a Monday morning. I'm at home. I wish I, I ain't going to say I wish I was drinking. I'm out today, so <laughs> I ain't going to drink today. But uh, yes, we do have a lovely guest we will be interviewing today. But before I get started, let's go ahead and Pay some bills here. Uh, we, today we have a sponsor, and the sponsor is uh, You Define Vegas. Uh, you go, you can go online and visit. They do a lot of uh, Botox and uh, skin, skin type stuff. Uh, Shawana, she's the owner of the company. She helps keep uh, women looking beautiful. So we, hey, us, us as men, we we uh, we thank her. <laughs> we don't we don't like ugly frogs when we uh when we looking at our woman. So. You know, whatever whatever Shawana could do to help help keep our women beautiful. Hey, hey, I am down with the calls. So, not only that, we got a, a nice little quote of the day. Hey, I, I kind of like doing these quotes of the day. Let's see here. It says, "Don't condemn someone if they have a dirty glass of water. Just show them a clean glass of water, and when they expect it, you won't have to say that yours is better." And that's a pretty good one right there. Hey, basically, they just saying, hey, if you know a, a better way of doing stuff, don't, you know, it's very easy to go back and forth with someone and uh, try to convince them, you know, that your way is better. But if you just go ahead and and um and show them and uh and allow them to to evaluate for themselves, you might have a better chance of convincing them because everybody have their own set of beliefs and thoughts. And um, if you Try to a lot of time if you're trying to convey your your thoughts over to someone else, they'll have their guard up. But if they can realize it for themselves that your way is better, they they'll more likely be more receptive. So that's the word of the day. All right, now for our guest, now this this lady right here, I just met her not too long ago, but she has a, a nice warm spirit about her. I asked her, did she look? Did uh anybody tell her she looked like Claire Hustle? To me, she do. She looked kind of like. Claire Hustle's sister or something like that. So I think this is going to be a real good interview. But uh, yes, uh, the guest for today is uh, Dr. Angie Davis, uh, the University of South Alabama, the greatest nursing program of all time. How you doing, Dr. Davis? I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good myself. I see you on. Are you at home today? You off today? I am off today. I'm actually on vacation this week. Oh man, boy, that's all right. You went to Easter and then 
then went on vacation. Isn't that something? Hey, that that's a veteran move right there. You get out of school on Friday. Hey, good Friday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, got that long weekend and then the week. Hey, that's a veteran move. I know the veteran move. There you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> I got you. Actually, got my you. daughter is on spring break this week, so I'm taking a week off with her. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm assuming your daughter is she in high school, middle school, or she is in high school. She's a junior in high school. Okay. And we're actually gonna go do some college tours this week. So, and also have a junior uh, son who's a junior at co- in college, and he actually attends South Alabama. So, okay, okay, I, I'm sure the girl want to get away. Then. It sounds like that she does. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I... yes. Yeah. So we'll see okay. how this is gonna go. We're gonna make sure that the money looks right because I told her and my son both, you can go to any school you want to go to as long as you get a better offer. Since they do get a, you know, half off tuition and everything with me being an employee there. And so we'll we'll see how this is going to go. I don't know how they're going to go. <laughs> it's going to be hard to beat, but half off. That's right. I, you know, I, I, I'm have to, I don't know how I'm going to get a job down there south. But, um, well, I've had lots I, of um, lots of my uh, kids' friends asking, friends' children ask me if they, if I can adopt them so they can get that. <laughs> <account too. laughs> hey, you know what? A lot of people do that. See, people be all uh, that what they do after eighteen or something. They um, uh, they kind of like you know they don't claim them anymore, so they can get more financial aid. People be doing all kinds of stuff. Right. So I, I'm 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 not surprised by that. Right. Not at all. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna start. I like to start off the same way every time. Uh, tell everybody where you're from. All right. So I am Angie Davis, like he mentioned. My birth name though is Anjanetta. And um, I was born in Detroit, Michigan, and moved down to Mobile, Alabama when I was about seven years old. And I have been here in Mobile ever since. Wow. You were born in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you ever go back? Oh, yes. My father still lives in Detroit, in the Detroit area. So I do, I do get to go visit. Still have a lot of family in Detroit. So I do go visit every now and then. Yep. Okay, I I like I like Detroit. I've been up there one time, like right before the pandemic. There, yeah. um, I I like it. It's yeah. all right with me. You, how often did you get a chance to go up there? It just depends. The last time I was up there was about two years ago to Detroit to surprise my dad for his 80th birthday. Wow, and that's so all right. Did, yes, and so it was a very nice surprise for him. My mother-in-law and I, mother-in-law, my stepmother and I coordinated it, and um, he came home from work that evening, and I was standing in his kitchen. Ooh, that's enough to make you cry. Yeah, that's enough to make you cry right there, man. Yeah, that's so that right. was the last that's... time I have been there. So about mm-hmm. two years ago. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Okay then. Mm-hmm. But hey, next question: What got you into nursing? So I, you know, you always hear the stories about, oh, I just always wanted to help people. And I just felt like that's my calling. And actually, that is me. Honestly, um, I have always enjoyed helping and caring for other people. You know, even when I was younger, before I became a nurse, when someone was hurt, I was always wanting to be there to help and, to, you know, encourage and make them feel better. And so nursing just seemed like it was just a perfect fit for that. And so that's what really, that was my trajectory. I've always loved healthcare, you know, always loved to watch the healthcare shows on television and, you know, just wanted to be a part of that. So nursing school, again, it was just a good fit for me. Okay. Okay. All right. Tell me about some of your struggles in uh, nursing school and where did you go to nursing school? 
All right, so went to nursing school at Bishop State Community College here in Mobile. So I started out with an associate's degree in nursing. And yes, and so um, finished my associate's degree. I got married and I always wanted to go back to get my bachelor's degree because I knew I wanted to further my education. Mm -hmm. And so after marriage, then children came along to kind of put a... So kind of put a little, uh, slowed everything down with that a little bit. <laughs> that's all right. And, yep, that's all right. And then mm-hmm. um, I was a nurse. Let's see. I graduated from Bishop State in 1996. So I've been a nurse for 25 years now. I went back to school with three of my coworkers. We worked at Spring Hill Medical Center together. And they were going back to get their master's degree and asked, you know, don't you want to go further your education? And... Mm. I said, sure. And the timing was just right because my children were older. The program that I started was online. So that was perfect. So I didn't have to go sit in the classroom. You can go to school when you want, when you're online. So I went back to school in 2006 and I actually graduated in 2008 with a master's degree. So I went from associates to master's in two years. What school did you go to? For my master's degree, I went to Spring Hill College. Spring Hill College. Okay. And they got they they have a online program? Correct. It was an associates to wow. masters. Um and so my specialization with my master's degree is as a clinical nurse leader. Mm. Okay. Okay. What exactly can you do with that? So at the time, um the goal for myself and my three other uh coworkers was to basically be service line healthcare providers. So I'm a women's health. I love women's health. So I was going to kind of be the clinical nurse leader of the women's services at Spring Hill. Another friend of mine was uh, ER and um, pediatrics. And another friend was kind of med surge. And my other friend was telemetry and heart. So we kind of had the hospital covered and kind of being service line clinical nurse leaders. Although clinical Mm -hmm. nurse leaders, the whole role of the clinical nurse leader is to be more um, unit based. Um, but mm-hmm. we wanted to kind of start that, um, just let us be service line. And then once the hospital decided to hire more clinical nurse leaders, then we can, you know, spread it out and then actually become unit based clinical nurse leaders. And of course that did never, that did not come to fruition, but I had my master's degree and I was able to do more with that master's degree. So I was able to move from the unit. I moved into education. So I was one of the clinical educators for the hospital. So my master's degree helped serve me well to get promoted to that position. And I worked in clinical education for several years and then had another dear friend of mine that was interested in getting her doctorate. And I then went back to school to obtain my doctorate. So I started in 2010 at the University of Alabama. And it was a hybrid program, which means it was online. And I also had to travel to Tuscaloosa one weekend a month for in-person class. Wow. And I earned my doctorate in four years. So I have um, a doctorate. I have an, actually have an EDD, which is a doctor of education, and the specialty is instructional leadership for nurse educators. Mm-hmm. So after I started the doctoral program, I was still working at the hospital. I applied for a position at the University of South Alabama, and I was able to, and I was offered a position at South. And that's where I have been ever since. Actually, on March 31st, I reached my 10-year milestone with the university. Wow. Yes. And so after my doctorate, they call those terminal degrees for a reason because it's a a lot of work. And Mm. I said, I'm not going back to school anymore. I'm done. 
and God had other plans for me. So in 2016, I went back to school to earn a postgraduate degree as a nurse practitioner, postgraduate certificate as a women's health nurse practitioner. Okay. Why did you choose women's health? I have always loved women's health. You know, even when I was mm. in nursing school, when I went through my labor and delivery rotation, I just mm-hmm. fell in love with women's health and labor and delivery and mothers and babies. So when I worked in the hospital, before I left the hospital, before working education, I worked postpartum and just loved it, loved every minute of it. And so that is my my love is women's health. Okay. Okay. So you said uh, you were with the Bishop State, right? Correct. Do you know uh, Miss uh, Cora? Don't ring a bell. No, no. I went to Bishop bell. State. That was in 1992. <laughs> 1992. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, All right. that was a long and time ago. Long time ago. Okay. Then, yeah. then they probably got a whole new slew of uh, uh, nursing instructors down there. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Do you remember your first day on the floor once you got out for orientation? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, Mm -hmm. I was working on an oncology unit as a um, care tech while I was in nursing school. Okay. And I was at Spring Hill Medical Center. And the next, I passed my boards. And the next day, my manager actually said, hey, you have your boards now. You've been here on the unit. How about this afternoon? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Go ahead and get you started and start your orientation. And... Thankfully, I was already familiar with the unit, um, yeah. already familiar with the nurses I was working with. And it was a small unit. We had 10 beds on our unit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't a very a hard transition for me to um, transition to caring for patients on my own. It was just mm-hmm. a lot of, of course, it was a learning curve because I was at that point having to take classes to be able to administer chemotherapy and things like that. But But it wasn't a hard transition. Oh, okay. Okay. How long did you stay at uh, Spring Hill? I was at Spring Hill from 1995 until 2011, off and on. Mm-hmm. Off and on. You must really like the Spring Hill. I did. It's a very small hospital, private hospital, well, for-profit hospital. Learned a lot there. Uh, knew a lot of people. I did leave the hospital, but worked in a doctor's office on the campus for a little while. Mm-hmm. which worked better for me when I started having children to have right. more regular hours, no weekends, things like that. Did go back, and that's when I started working postpartum. And so I just had a little bit of a break from the hospital, but was still on the campus working in a doctor's oh, office. Okay, then. Yeah, I used to work on work at Spring Hill. I enjoyed it, though. I, I like oh. a small, real small hospital. Mm-hmm. Everybody know everybody. Exactly. So exactly. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. it was a great hospital. I had a great experience there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when you went over to the doctor's office, tell tell everybody some of the challenges that you had um, juggling home life and work life once you became a nurse. Um, so uh, working at the doctor's office um, was a nice change of pace from not having to work 12 and 16-hour shifts. Yes, and so... Um, it was nice to be able to work Monday through Friday and have this almost the same schedule as my husband at the time before my first child was born and was off on the mm-hmm. weekends. Um, my role was as a triage phone nurse. So when a patient calls into the hospital, myself and there were uh, three other ladies, we basically triaged the phone calls that came into the clinic. So we would either think, you know, talk to the patient, see if they needed to be worked in 
We could refill medications. We could call other doctor's offices for them, um, talk to the physician, call in medications for the doctors. It was very, very busy, but Mm -hmm. the hours were so much better for soon-to-be growing family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, there was a very, very busy internal medicine office, and there were nine physicians in that office. Oh man, yeah, that phone was ringing off the hook all the time. Ringing off the, uh-huh. And I was assigned to three physicians, and so I took all the calls for those three physicians. Yes. Now, did you have to do a? You didn't have to do off. You know, well, let me back up. When the doctor's office is closed, mm-hmm. do they have a nurse that's on standby or something like that, or? So um, all of the nurses that were triage nurses were registered nurses, and the nurses that worked with the physicians were LPNs. So mm-hmm. we did actually help triage some of the phone calls on the weekends with the doctor. So we had to just take call one weekend a month. Um, and we just kind of basically filtered some of the phone calls. So we refill prescriptions and things like that. But um, there wasn't anything. It wasn't all night. It was just an eight to five. You know, it wasn't all night. So we didn't have oh, to wake man. up in the middle of the night to take phone calls. It was just during the day, which would allow the physicians to make rounds because this was a very busy office. They were rounding on patients most of the day. And so if we could mm-hmm. take calls from those, you know, pharmacies to say, yes, okay, yes, you can go ahead and refill that prescription, that gave the physicians times to round on all their patients during the day. That's right. That's right. It's very important that they be able to watch Alabama or uh, football games on the weekend. <laughs> That's very important. Right. And we you. take their calls for them. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I understand. I know what's going on. You, you got to see right here. <laughs> I understand what's going on. Right. I remember, oh, I remember being uh, working at Spring Hill, and I used to love to work the weekends. Mm-hmm. I used to coach basketball and stuff like that. Man, oh man, oh man! I used to love football season. Cause I already know football season. I come in. I used to work the night shift. Man, ain't nothing going on. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, all the doctors have rounded early in the day. Yeah. And hey, by two thirty, three o'clock. Now I I didn't get down to seven, but I already know by two thirty, three o'clock they already discharging everybody. Yeah, everybody, all the new orders are already in the computer. I don't have right. to worry about nothing. So right. hey, it, it, everybody sitting up watching the football game. You go in every patient room. They got the Alabama game on, or the Auburn game, or some football game on. Yeah, ain't nobody ain't nobody doing no work. So hey, I used to right. love working the weekend. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad, and we only had to help out one weekend a month so you could plan around that so right right yeah that's that's easy okay all right so uh tell me what's your position currently and what i'll um entail with that position okay so right now i am the assistant director of the usa simulation program and basically what we do is provide simulation experiences for all of the allied health departments on campus which includes mm-hmm. occupational therapy, speech therapy, physical therapy, uh, physician's assistant, nursing, of course, the College of Medicine. So we provide simulation experiences for the medical students. And mm-hmm. we also have uh, simulation labs at our um, affiliated hospitals at USA Children and Women's and um, University Hospital. So we provide simulation experiences for the residents, physicians, and the staff at the hospitals. And we also have a sim lab over in Fairhope, which is across the bay from us. We have our accelerated nursing program over there. And so we provide simulation services for them as well. 
And so when I talk about simulation services, that means we have these high fidelity simulators. We also have skills trainers that we use. For example, if we have nursing students who are learning about, for example, IV insertion, we have mannequins in the lab. We also have just arms that we prime with fake blood so that students can actually practice starting that IV or drawing blood. And they're practicing those skills before they practice those on real patients. Um, okay. Yes. And so for our high fidelity simulators, if anyone has never seen those, these are the mannequins that are actually breathing and blinking. Um, mm. You can palpate pulses on them. We can prime them with flake, fake blood and fake urine. Sometimes we moulage them up. Moulage is just a term meaning we put makeup on the mannequins. So if the mannequin, for example, if they have a scenario where the mannequin has a burn, we may actually make it look like the mannequin has a burn and um, just kind of put makeup or whatever on the mannequin. And we put students through simulation experiences. So mm -hmm. the College of Medicine or nursing students, they come into the simulation lab as a team with three or four other students. And they, for example, take care of a patient with a diagnosis of CHF, congestive heart failure. Mm -hmm. And the mannequin responds and we are controlling the mannequin with a laptop. So we control the vital signs. We control lung sounds, heart sounds, anything that has to do with that scenario so that the students can get the experience of treating that patient in a safe, non-punitive learning environment. Okay. Now, I got I got a few questions that go along with that. Do y'all try to simulate like real life situations? Yes. Okay. Well, I got a question. I'm going to ask you. Okay. Now. Now, it just depends on what um, situation <laughs> you're talking about before you ask. Hey, hey, so let hey, me hey. tell you what we do try to do specifically for nursing. And that's one thing that's unique about our um, simulation program is that we're not just nursing and just college of medicine. We're pretty much allied health. We're everybody. We're all of the students, all the healthcare providers that you see in the hospital, they come to simulation. So what nursing students are learning in the classroom, for example, if they're learning about heart failure or whatever, we try to bring them in the sim lab to kind of mm -hmm. bridge what they're learning in the classroom and they can practice that in a clinical setting because you're probably one of those people, well, I know I am, that I learn something better when I put my hands on something or when I'm interacting. That's right. So when I hear about it or read about it, I'm like, okay, I kind of understand. But when I come in and actually put my hands on it and actually go through that disease process, it makes it stick better and you understand right. it better. And that's what simulation's purpose is, is to bring that's what right. the students are learning in the classroom over into the clinical setting. And it's good. We have um, male high fidelity simulators. We have two birthing simulators that actually birth babies. We have, okay. yes. And so we have pediatric simulators and also infant simulators. So we have birth to grave and we want the students to actually really be immersed in that, you know, simulation and that skill. And we want them to have the right size patient there. So, yeah, we teach how to, how to you know, birth a baby um, if that's what the skill is needed. And we mainly use that for our College of Medicine students and our physician's assistants. And we also teach nursing students how to deliver babies when they're in their maternal child rotation. Because okay. a baby doesn't wait for the healthcare for the physician to get there. <laughs> no, they don't. Not at all. So nurses yeah. need to know exactly, you know, kind of what to do when this baby decides it wants to come. This is what we need to do until, you know, our OBGYN gets there. Wow. That's uh, that's great. Uh, I'm sure a lot of nursing programs probably don't have access to a simulation lab. So you're right. That's great. And, uh, whenever you mention that, it's uh, funny that you say that. Oh, not funny, but 
Bishop State Community College actually comes over to the University of South Alabama, and we actually provide stimulation services for those students that attend Bishop State Community College. That's right. That's right. We need to make all the money we can with that. <laughs> charge everybody to come on over here, use this yeah. great facility. Use it's this wonderful it's, facility. Yeah. I, I went down there. What was that? I can't remember when, but I went to, into that uh, simulation lab. Yeah, it's um, it's a very beautiful facility, brand new, pretty much. Brand it's what all the what a couple years old. So the building that we're in right now, actually, um, we broke ground on the building a couple of years ago. We actually had our open house March sixth of twenty twenty, and two years later, we mm. had to leave because of COVID. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think I I think I went on. I gave out a scholarship. What was that? Yeah, February twenty twenty, and I mm -hmm. think I went into the building then. Yes, very, very so. beautiful building. But, you know, we, you know, had our open house and welcomed everyone to come and visit and tour and then COVID shut us down. But then we had to move a lot of our simulation virtually online. So Zoom has been our best friend for a little while until students were able to come back on campus. Okay. Then. All right. So I know you went towards the end of the road career wise. What do you have in mind or in store for the next five years? Wow, that's a good question. So my goal is to continue to work at South Alabama in the simulation program. As far as using my Women's Health Nurse Practitioner certification, I'm actually volunteering right now one day a month at Victory Clinic called Victory Health Partners. Okay. And it's a clinic here in Mobile for un- and underinsured uh, individuals in our community who can come and receive healthcare services, most oftentimes at no cost to them. So I provide women's health GYN exams. And most mm -hmm. oftentimes, a lot of these, the pap smears, uh, we do clinical breast exams, and then we send these patients off to receive mammograms, and they're usually free of charge. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay so I want to continue to be able to serve in my community in that way. So that's where my nurse practitioner certification is serving me right now. Okay. All right, then. If you saw a nurse with her associate degree, she said, "Hey, I wanna go back to school, to get my get my um get my master's or my doctorate." What, what would you tell them? Well, what are some encouraging words you would give them? Sure. Uh, my first question would be, "What are your goals? Okay, mm -hmm. and what do you want to do with this advanced degree? Because you want to make sure that you want to get a return on your investment. Is it because you want the degree because?" You want the letters behind your name, or do you want the degree because you want to do something with it? So that would be the first thing I would say is, what are your goals to get your degree? And of course, I want to encourage anyone to further their education, because education is something that no one can take away from you and, mm -hmm. you know, provide you more opportunities, those types of things. And so I would also tell them to have a support system. Um, the support system is very important. For a fact, I would not have made it through the degrees that I have without my support system. You know, my mm -hmm. husband and my family and friends. And so definitely having a support system and then do the research to see how you can financially achieve the goal. OK, because education is not cheap. And then, you know, have a plan, you know, have a plan. Um, know that um, and always, you know, tell anyone who's interested in furthering their education is to be able to say no. You have to sacrifice your time. There's going to be times when you can't go and do because you have to study. So, um, and just have a plan and a goal for how you're going to accomplish each goal. 
and don't be overwhelmed. Sometimes, you know, when you see your syllabus and you see all these assignments that you have to do and projects, you get very overwhelmed. And I always just say, take one assignment at a time, one assignment at a time. And um, mm -hmm. you can't, you know, and I'm, I'm a big chocoholic. So um, I always say, how do you eat a chocolate elephant? You can't eat the whole thing at a time right one time, right? You eat mm -hmm. a chocolate elephant one bite at a time. And you're basically mm -hmm. just kind of taking one assignment at a time and, you know, just trying to get to the next one and just have a goal and have it right in front of you and, you know, have that syllabus up there, your assignments and just be prepared. One thing that worked for me when I was in school is to do something on your assignments every day. If that means reading mm -hmm. an article every day, read a chapter every day, just so that you're kind of staying ahead because you never know what the next day is going to bring. You know, I, I don't like to wait until the last minute to finish assignments or anything. <laughs> so, so, you know, there's some people that work really well under pressure like that, and that's great. But, you know, if they can just do a little bit every day, that's going to kind of get them ready for that next assignment or the next project or paper or whatever it is that they have to do. All right. It's been a good interview. I have uh, learned a lot. I might have to ask you on again here. You need to. You need yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I might have to ask you on again. Uh, uh, once once it ends, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a couple questions, and we'll we'll go from now. But yeah, so I like to end the um uh, end the interview the same way. And so um, let me see here. All right. Well, you don't you don't even drive in the road right now, but normally under normal circumstances, you have to drive in the radio on University Boulevard. Who you got playing on your radio? Radio. So I listen to, um, I love Kirk Franklin. I love Hezekiah Walker. Um, <laughs> yes. So I'm listening to my Christian music to get me in the zone before I go into work in the mornings. Okay. All right. Yes. then. Uh, I don't know what it is about uh, nurses and and, and spiritual music. It seems like everybody listens to, they got to listen to it early in the morning. I'm like, I don't listen to that. When I go in the rear, I listen to my, my uh, rowdy music. But uh, <laughs> see, like, I, I don't know if it's because we uh, do a lot of, well, I'm, I'm going to say this. Throughout my nursing career, everybody look at, you know, the physical part, but it's the emotional part that really just, uh, t it, bear, it bears on you. Uh, it weighs on you, and you need something to help give you some strength to get through sure. the day. So I think I think that's probably it, Deborah. More so than anything else, it seems like everybody needs some 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 type of gospel music early in the morning to get through the day. I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, because you know mm -hmm. we always have to say you have to put on that whole full armor of God. You know, <laughs> and you know when you go in and you have that armor on when you've been listening to your your music, and you know it's just you know, something that's really going to get you through the day. Mm -hmm. Go in ready, ready to fight any battles that you may have, but that emotional part of it, for sure, you definitely need that. So I agree. Travis Green is my other favorite. Love Travis Green. Travis Green. Okay. Okay, then. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to ask you since I guess you got your own here. What you think? You heard about Kurt, Kurt Franklin? Kurt Franklin and his uh, son? What you think yeah. about that? Well, sometimes... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and my children know this for sure, but you can't be talking to your parents any kind of way. I don't care how old you are. You got to give you got to give your parents respect all the time, no matter how old you are. Now, it, you know, like I say, it doesn't matter how old you are. You still have to give your parents and your elders respect. So I got you. OK, but hey, this is my thing. 
as far as the cussing out that he gave his son, I mean, you know, <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Hey, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't have no problem with either, either part of it. I mean, hey, the man, hey, the man customized, hey, it don't matter. That yeah. don't matter. That don't mean that. Hey, even Jesus flipped over tables. So, yeah. I mean, gotta, I mean, hey. Yeah, it's the that's the human part of it. Exactly. It's it's, it's going to be all right. We're yep. going to move past this right here. Exactly. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> that's right. All right. Uh, activities that you do for fun during COVID. So I um, exercise on a regular basis. Mm, People may not think be. that's fun, but it's very good for your mental health. Um, we did a lot mm-hmm. of outside activities, my family and I did, because we all were at home. We just spent more time outside and spending more time together. Um, COVID, you know, a lot of people thought COVID was negative, but it did a lot to slow our family down and we were able to spend more time together. Yeah. So I, I, I was very appreciative of that. I think a lot of people are going to uh, look back over that time period and be a little bit more thankful uh, just due to, you know, the hustle and bustle you get in the regular routine. Days fly by, months go by, years go by. And um, it actually made everybody slow down and be around those that, that, um, that mean something to you. So. That's right. That's right. All right. Now, who's your uh, favorite actress? Give me give me four of them. Oh, my Who goodness, you... four. Yeah, give me your mouth Rushmore when it comes to actors. Denzel, Denzel Washington. Yeah, Denzel Washington. L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Angela yeah. Bassett. And I just watched Audra Day do Billie Holiday. She did a, I don't know if you've seen that one, but she just did a, documentary on Billie Holiday and she was phenomenal in that. Okay. Okay. Look, it was the United States versus Billie Holiday. Oh yeah. I remember seeing it. Okay. I gotta check it out. It was very good. Very, very good. good. Okay. I'm gonna have to check mm-hmm. that out. I'ma help you out. What about the girl or the hell? I can't even think of her name. I got an auntie that look kind of like everybody asked. Man, oh. what's the girl what's the girl? What is her oh, name? Wow. Yeah, she used to have her own little show and everything. I, I got to look it up now. I know. Man, okay. what's the name? She was on the hill. No, I'm having to look it up too. Yeah, uh, she was on Fences. Viola Davis. Ooh, Viola Davis. That's right. Hey, I know I know my sister. They're going to kill me. How you on Viola Davis? Yeah. Yeah. She's very good. Yes. Yeah, okay. her too. Her too? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have, have you seen uh, Fences? I have. To me? Uh, I think that was like one of his Denzel best song. Um, I Jones, agree, man. I agree, man. I hate to say it's a top five, but man, that's this guy right here. He has done a lot of good movies, but um, I think that was a top five performance right there. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think, mm-hmm. um, hey, I need to give you somebody else. Um, yeah, we well, give me somebody else then. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to think what some of my favorite movies I've seen recently. Mm. Um, that would kind of help me. Man, what's the name of the uh, the four black girls that did the NAS- the uh, NASA thing? I can't even think of. Them. Yeah. Um, I can't even think of four girl. Man, what's the name of that movie? Hidden Figures. Hidden yeah. Figures. Yes. Yeah, Janelle Monae. She was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I sat down and watched that one with my daughter. No, oh, that's good. Yes. It's, oh, Tiger. I think that's how you say her name, mm-hmm. Tanya uh, uh-huh. Henderson. Yeah. yeah, Henson. Yeah, I remember the first movie I did. I, uh, I watched with her on now. Uh, it was a uh, Baby Boy. I don't know you remember, baby. Yeah, Baby Boy. Now, boy, that ain't, 
I was a teenager then. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the best movie ever. Very yeah. good. All Let's right. See. Of course, we can't forget about uh, Chadwick Boseman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Name one thing you would tell your younger self. You know, give yourself some grace. Okay. Yeah. Be, I would tell my crazy. younger self to give myself some grace. Mm, you was hard on yourself, huh? I was. I really was. Why was you so hard on yourself? Just trying to, you know, yeah, trying to reach my goals and, you know, you know, get to be successful. And, you know, sometimes, you know, days were hard and long and, you know, yeah, I was, yeah, I needed to give myself some grace and patience. That's for sure. Yeah. You're very, very um, motivated and determined. I, yes. Yes. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just wanted, and, and, and of course, wanting to be a good example for my children and, you know, and just to be successful. And, and right. I knew how much hard work that took. So, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Last but not least, name one nurse that should be on the show. And if you name her, you got you to gotta help us give her. Perfect. Another nurse it would be uh, Pam Taylor. And I have known Pam for, what's wrong? She's from Jazz. She is. You already interviewed her? No, I ain't interviewed her, but I, I heard of that name when I started working at uh, Spring Hill. I, uh, they used to say, hey, it was another girl work here from Spring Hill. I mean, uh, from Jackson. I was like, who in the world is that? And they, I kept on hearing like a Pam, Pam, somebody. And I was like, Pam Taylor? It's about 130 Taylors in Jackson. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, so work at Spring Hill, and that's where I uh, um, originally met her, and she... Um, is doing some wonderful things. She is a, a family nurse practitioner now. She is a, uh, you know, business owner and right now working on her doctorate of nursing practice. So I think she would be an excellent candidate for you to interview for your show. Okay. Okay, then. Well, hey, I surely appreciate that one. I would love to interview her, especially she uh, coming from the same little country town that I came from. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, um, I would like to do s- adjunct for. Uh, she worked at South Alabama for a little while as an adjunct faculty member, a clinical faculty. So, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. okay, hey, she sounds like she's a hustler. I like that. Yes, yeah, she like has that. been on the front line since COVID started with COVID testing and vaccines, and she has been working the front line the entire time. Okay, well, I'm gonna have to say that question. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask her, ask her that. Okay, well, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. Hey. I want to say uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to bring this uh, interview to an end. Uh, it's been it's been a good interview. Um, I'd have learned a lot. If anybody wants to support us, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Understand the Nursing Game. Um, for those that want to join up, um, we'll be doing like weekly posts. Um, if you would like a uh, weekly consultation, uh, we can do that also. My the goal of um that membership is to help you get from point A to point B. And whatever whatever um stage you are you are in in your career, whether you're a nursing student trying to get into nursing school or you're in nursing school trying to graduate, uh you you at a job and you want to change career um within the nursing profession. Um I just want to say hey, we we are here and that services are available to you. Um also if you just want to do, you know, uh another way of giving. Uh, supporting the program you can go to a uh, cash app just type in a uh, dollar sign the nursing game also if you just want to do a one-time donation so 
I appreciate everybody coming out, and uh, I appreciate everybody that uh, tunes in to our show. This has been uh, a blessing not only for me, but for everyone that have uh, took the time out to listen to it. I know our shows are a little long, but it seems like um, everybody that tune in, they learn something from it. So uh, last words, Dr. Davis. Give us some last words here. All right. Some encouraging words. Sure. So don't let anybody tell you that you can't finish your goal. Don't let anybody tell you you can't reach your goal. Work hard, reach out, seek mentors, and take one day at a time, one assignment at a time, one class at a time. But just know that going through, getting through nursing school or graduate degree is a marathon and not a sprint. That's some good, good wisdom right there. As the young folks say, she just drops some gems right there. So I, I appreciate I appreciate you uh, taking our time to uh, be on our show, Dr. Davis. Thank you so much for having me. 